Let's do it. Are you ready for some football? Now, this is Foxborough faithful right here. Go Patriots. Well, in the words of Tom Brady, 3-2, time to get to 4-2. and two. Kansas City up next. LFG. Uh, let's blank and goo. I think that's what that means. <laughs> Matt Chatham joins us, former Patriot, of course, three-time Super Bowl champion. You can follow him on Twitter, at Chatham58. Uh, yeah, felt good there. I mean, it ended up being a little closer than it looked like it would be in the first three quarters. But uh, what's your feeling on the overall effort by the Patriots last night, Matt? Well, I think the first part of it is actually pretty understandable, and this is not to make excuses for the other side, but I think it's just kind of understanding the conditions. They go into an overtime game a week ago against Houston to the Colts, and then they travel on the road for a Thursday. The first three drives they were on the field, they looked like they were asleep. (laughs) So the Patriots just walked right through them. Yeah, and I think then the game settled mid-game, and it was competitive. But even then, I think, again, holding back those first couple drives until everyone woke up, you look back at, you know, the Gronk, uh, was it a fumble, was it an interception, that whole thing, and then Julian Edelman had the drop early uh, after making a couple nice plays as well. And then Chris Hogan had the weird interception that kind of goes through his hands right to someone else. So, yeah. you know, as as ugly as or as, as satisfying as the win is, it still had a little bit of that Thursday night feel. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of a weird midweek scrimmage. There's a lot of positives to take from it, but it's obviously one of those games you don't want to overact one way too much of the other. Also, you want to also remember that the Colts are pretty depleted injury-wise. Yeah. I mean, I know we have our own injuries, yeah, but I mean, sure. the Colts are pretty badly uh, banged up. Last week, we talked about the imminent return of uh, Julian Edelman, how big of a factor would it be, and man, first play, boom! They went right at him, boom. and it felt great to watch him back out there, didn't it? Yeah, the energy he brings. I mean, it's something you can see. You know, I don't see him during the practice week much, but I see him you know, obviously there in pregame, and He's, you know, he's just always had that, you know, they call him squirrel. He kind of has that energy. He's bouncing around. He's loud. Yeah. It's just, you know, each position group, in my experience, has had, has a personality, right? A guy that people sort of are drawn to. Sometimes, uh, as an example with us, when it was back in, in our day, Brewski, when Brewski had his stroke, you know, Brewski was an awesome player for us, obviously, an all-timer patriot, but his personality was a big part of it as well. Like, yeah. when you were in a huddle with Ted, when you went with Teddy, it was different than being in a huddle with the other guy. And it's right. not that the other guy couldn't play football really well. It's just, and I think Jules is really that kind of guy. He comes back. You can just see a little more bounce to the team. It's, it's obviously a positive add-in. I agree. Go ahead, Kelly. Down to two running backs last night, then rookie Sonny Michelle, 98 yards, TD. You seeing anything special in his running a matter, or is he just basically getting the job done? He's more physical than I thought. And, again, I'm not an SEC football guy. I mean, most of my work up here is with ACC or the American Football Conference. So, I don't see those teams as much other than TV, probably as much as you guys. I just simply saw his highlight decks, and I'm not like a super, you know, draft follower kind of guy. But I kind of thought from the things I'd read and the things I had seen that we were looking at more of like an Alvin Kamara kind of guy, you know, like a, you know, throw it to him a bunch of times, and yes, he'll get some yards on the ground, but he's going to be this dynamic and/or guy. He looks like almost like a really nice power back to me. And it's not that he's the biggest guy. This isn't Leonard Fournette. But he really uh, gets in holes in a pretty in a, in a hurry, and he's been finishing off runs. We saw him run through a safety down near the goal line last night and put him on his back. We've seen him really, uh, you know, run physically, which again, well, I wasn't expecting. So, I, I think the best thing you can say with that guy is he's had a few weeks out there now. And he's looked markedly better week to week to week. He keeps improving. That's really all you can ask. For. I guess I'm I'm the exception. I'm thrilled. I, I watch the guy and I feel excited when oh, I, yeah. I see him run. The guy rips it up, and I love it. 
You know, well, so, you yeah. know, a lot of people saying maybe the Pat- Patriots shouldn't have, uh, you know, take first round draft pick on a running back is is controversial. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, Tom Brady. You know, was, oh, go hey, ahead, go ahead, Matt. I was just say one one of the funny things on that. Uh, it, it, I looked this up this offseason because I've heard people say that over and over again. I understand sort of the difference between maybe taking technically a first, you know, like a first or second or third overall pick kind of thing, even like a top five or maybe top ten. But if you look at who the top ten running backs were in the league a year ago, the top ten producers at that position, and then you look at the top ten producers at the wide receiver position, the wide receiver position, I think there's a perception that, you know, you got to go get, got to go get top guys. You know, the Julio Jones just don't fall out of the sky. Uh, you have to go spend high to get a wide receiver. It's actually the opposite. There's way more lower-round guys. Antonio Brown, obviously, being an, he's an obvious example. Uh, but there's less of the first-round guys in yeah. your top-producing wide receiver group. And there's way more of them in the, in, in the top back group, the Todd Gurley's and, and now Saquon Barkley. But, I mean, that's a new name. But the point is there's, there's actually a lot of high-draft uh, equity in the back group. I think it, it really proves the opposite, to be honest with you. I thought, uh, you know, it's interesting. Kayla on our show is actually, is, has been friends for a very long time with uh, Adam Vinatieri. And, you know, for me, that guy yep. is always going to have a, a, a spot in my heart. I would never. They cheered when he missed the field goal uh, last night. And I was like, shut up! I get it, I get it, but that's Adam Vinatieri. You shut your hole, you know. And, and exactly. what, what kind of guy is he? Because he was he was so money for us for so long, and of course you played with him. Yeah. What, what was he like for you? Well, Adam's a few years older than me, and uh, I, I always have to put this out here first because uh, you know, in my my little personal universe, this is always the first thought before that. I hate his guts because he played at South Dakota State. I went to <laughs> South Dakota. Those are. Those, those wow. are, you know, those are, those, those are, those are our rivals. I you get know, it. He's a bunny. We're, he's a bunny. We're a coyote. That whole thing. So I get you. I always bust his. I, I still bust his balls whenever I see him on that because that's really the first way I think of him. Right. But no, all kidding. All kidding aside, he had. I mean, I, I can. You know, you think your marriage. You think of, you know, the birth of your kids. Some of the big moments in your life. When I think of, you know, some of those top ten moments where the hair has stood up the most. Yeah. Few of those. Few of those are Adam kicks. So yeah. he's kind of a part, he's a part of your life. And, you know, he's, there's just some of those moments where you just had to have it. And that guy came through and you're so grateful he's the kind of pro that he is. But even beyond that, no, he's a great dude off the field. I'm, Isn't that funny, though, that, 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 that your college rivalry is, it informs the rest of your life. I hate it. <laughs> For sure. I hate For it. Sure. <laughs> Good. Matt Chatham on the phone with us, the Chatham Report, talking about last night's uh, 38-24 win for the Pats. Go, Kelly. Uh, Matt, you look at Brady's stat line last night, over 300 yards, uh, uh, three touchdowns, two interceptions. They, they really weren't, they weren't interceptions. No, no. Well, and that's why, you know, and we, I was joking about this on Twitter last night, and you can see this happening. It's sort of that, one of the slow-moving steamroller on uh, Austin Powers years ago, you know, like that, ah, here it comes. And you right. can see the narrative with Tom Brady, if someone is to pick up a stat sheet yeah. in December and look down and say, oh, he's got a lot more interceptions than a year ago, and then they'll mention his age, and then they'll say some of the nonsense. And that's just why stats are so weak, in my view. It, it, they can inform the story occasionally, and sometimes they can misrepresent it. So those plays had nothing to do with them, but they mm-hmm. go on his sheet, and they affect his rating and yeah. you know QBR and all that nonsense. So you just have to watch the games, and he's still the guy he's always been. And you know that you, I think you mentioned this on Twitter too. You know, uh, you could see, like you brought, you, we talked about Edelman. You could see the energy he brings, but you could also see real emotion out there. Uh, you know, with uh, with Josh and how the the rest of the Patriots are really kind of excited that he's yeah. doing well for Josh Gordon. Right? That's real. 
You definitely can, and it's not just the position group. I think that's always important, too, because when you've just arrived in town, the only dudes who, you know, the guys are going to have first sort of bite, the guys that get to spend the most hours right. and see how you actually are working. That's the other receiver. So, yeah, clearly those guys run to the end zone and celebrate, but the backs made it down. One of the guys I think I noticed was David Andrews, I think. When, it, when a center runs from, you know, on a long play like that, the, the offensive line doesn't always go full 50 yards down the field right. to go be a part of it. Yeah. And I saw David, a captain, running down there to give him a big hug. And you could just tell, A, how much it meant to him personally, yeah. and B, people were happy. He, had, you know, And it wasn't a part of the game where it was like a gotta-have-it kind of play. It was more just happy for him. And that, yeah. that tells me from just, just anecdotally that that they have that he's been welcomed and that's cool because you know you, you can see it on other teams and occasionally even here yeah. a guy will score and it's like hey nice job high five everyone back to the bench but it wasn't one of those deals that's cool you know the only the, other, the, the best thing about a Thursday night game because I know you're not a big fan of it is the 10 days off that follow normally right <laughs> so you get a little bit of a breather here and then Kansas City comes to town so uh, take hey, do me, take Sunday off buddy you've deserved it Monday too take it <laughs> off Chatham and uh, right. we'll, we'll, right. ta- we'll talk to you a week from Monday alright all right, buddy. You thank you. Check out, yeah, <laughs> check out Matt's uh, podcast too. Blogtalkradio.com/slash football by football, and uh, you can hear.